There's no level of self-actualization that can exempt us from having blind spots. The willingness to be softened and see in ourselves what we have not yet been able to see is how we grow again and again. You're listening to Falling into Soul. I'm your host, McCall Erickson. As a lifelong student and writer of inner healing and transformation, I bring forth context for the deeper and more confusing processes of soul awakening that aren't always reflected for us in mainstream culture. It's an honor to be in this space with you, sharing my experience, my strength, perspective, as well as songs I've written along the way. This is episode 14, Fear and Shame, the Gatekeepers of the Soul. Something I've experienced and contemplated for years is that anytime I'm getting close to a soul truth, a core truth, aligning with my core, there is a surrounding layer of fear and shame to work through first. I wonder if this is why it's so hard sometimes to get to the core of the truth that we are, to get down to our source. It's like the soul is insulated and hidden under these layers of fear and shame. The past two episodes, I've been talking about the drama triangle and codependency, which is a way of relating that drives most of the narratives in our modern culture. From the bedroom to the boardroom, from the pulpit to the Oval Office, and everywhere in between. So it's no wonder this is what most of us know as love, what most of us know as family, togetherness, community. But the codependent drama triangle keeps us reacting and relating to life and each other in a habitual way that perpetuates trauma and keeps us disconnected from our soul source. The triangle runs on a fundamental disconnect with our true nature and soul source. A disconnect with our worth, worth that is inherent in our very being, our very existence, our very breath. We're disconnected from that worth. And when we're in the triangle, our worth is based on what we can do for others, what we can produce how we can make other people feel, and how that makes us feel, and how other people make us feel. Our worth is all based on producing, doing something outside of ourselves. And if this is what the drama triangle runs on, a disconnect from ourselves, what keeps us from connecting with our true selves and our source, our inherent worth, What keeps us from connecting with that is fear and shame. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. First of all, fear. Fear guards the gate to the deepest love and truths and beauties about ourselves. If we address our fears, go into them, unpack them, we can get into alignment with the soul. If we don't, If we shun fear, if we turn away from it, if we say it's not there, pretend it's not there, it will control our actions and choices. We will be acting out of fear and we will be able to justify 
many behaviors and traumas in the name of righteousness. We often demonize fear. We hear this fear versus love. Are you going to choose fear or are you going to choose love? But that's never really sat right with me. It's really helped me to rework this concept a little bit because in reality, fear is the gatekeeper to our deepest love. Fear is the gatekeeper to our deepest love. So it's not a question of choosing fear or love, but will we choose to look into our fear to access our love? Will we choose to go where the fear is pointing? Will we choose to look into our fear to get to our love? We need that fear. It's a sign. It's not really about choosing love over fear. It's about choosing to face our fear and transmute it so we can live from our inner source of love and strength. It's about facing the fear and giving it a voice so it doesn't end up driving us. When it goes unchecked, we can be driven by our fear and call it love. This is, in essence, what's happening in the codependent drama triangle. We disconnect from our fear and it drives us. So in order to get to love, to the deeper love within, we have to pass through the fear. We need the fear. We need to follow where it leads. It is a sign. Next, the shame. Fear and shame go hand in hand. I had a counselor, a really good counselor, my very first one, who told me that when I was working through my first layer of codependencies and first starting to work myself out of the drama triangle. She always helped me address my fear, and she said, if there's fear, there's shame. They go hand in hand. So when shame is there, fear is there. When fear is there, shame is there. Fear and shame are a sign that we are onto it. Shame is another gateway to the soul truth underneath. Passing through our shame, admitting it, admitting that it's there, looking it straight in the face, is how we transmute it. Shame often dissolves the instant we shine even a tiny bit of light on it. In the darkness left alone, it feels overbearing. In the darkness it grows. In the darkness it grows. It binds us and we don't even know it. Any time in my personal healing and growth that I've been able to utter the words, I feel ashamed, or I'm ashamed, or I feel shame about this, I free myself. In the darkness, fear and shame grows. It just needs a tiny little bit of light, a tiny little bit of acknowledgement, and it begins to unravel. So for me, I've learned that fear and shame are not something to turn away from, but to absolutely lean into. Not turn away from, but lean into. As much as my ego perfectionism resists that, I have learned that they are the sign to my soul treasure. They are the gatekeepers of the soul. It's like the Joseph Campbell quote that we know and love. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The more you enter those hard places, those dark caves, and retrieve the treasures, the more you learn that it's a gift to have fear and shame as signs, gatekeepers showing us where to look. Now I see fear and shame at the gate and I say, oh, hey guys, it's you again. I don't like how you feel. When I get close to you, but I know you are the way to getting closer to me. 
Once I really began to understand this, I developed more signs and tools to work with my fear and shame as they arise. First of all, the signs, the signs that I'm getting close to that cave that holds my soul treasure, signs that I need to address some of my fear and shame, signs that I'm not quite getting to the underlying feelings that I really need to feel, signs that I'm maybe sliding back into that codependent drama triangle way of relating. The first sign is resentment. When I'm feeling resentment, I know I'm overriding my needs or I'm not communicating my needs. I'm not addressing my inner world, so I get resentful and I can feel self-righteous in doing so. That's a huge sign. Another sign is resistance. That inner resistance to being softened, to seeing something I don't want to see about myself. I don't want to look at this. I don't think I should have to again. Thinking that I'm better than that or right. Or it's, it's that feeling of self-righteousness again that binds me in that fear and shame cycle. So resistance is a huge sign that I'm onto something. The more I'm resisting something, the more important I know it is for me to look at it. Another sign for me is feeling judgmental. And I don't mean discerning. I don't mean discernment. That's another thing. We're always discerning. That's how we learn energies and boundaries. But I mean, judgmental thinking, like thinking I'm better, better than the person I'm in conflict with, better than the way other people are doing things. I'm the better person. I know better. Thinking I know what someone else should be doing. Being judgmental about their behavior, becoming obsessed with their behavior instead of looking at my part and addressing me. Because going inside, And addressing me means facing those gatekeepers of fear and shame, embarrassment, disillusionment, disappointment, all the hard feelings to feel. And it's worth noting that if feeling better or superior doesn't work, then I will start to feel worse than and inferior. This is what the ego does to keep us from the soul. So those are my big signs. Of course, there are more, but resentment, resistance, feeling judgmental, all three of those hold an underlying feeling of self-righteousness, pride, ego. And my tools for looking into those, biggest tool, biggest tool is self-inquiry. Number one, what in me is being threatened? What basic need, fundamental need in me is being threatened, and I'm, and I'm covering that up with resentment, resistance, judgmentalism, self-righteousness, pride, arrogance, ego. What in me is being threatened? I need to give that a voice. What basic, fundamental human need? The need for connection, the need for love, the need to be true with myself. What, what is being threatened? And if I can address what is being threatened and come back to the source the true source of that in myself, then the fear begins to dissipate. Another question for self-inquiry, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of losing? What am I afraid of losing if I let go of my judgmentalism, my self-righteousness, my resistance? What am I so afraid to lose? Another question, what am I not feeling that I need to feel? What am I not feeling that is actually mine to feel? And I'm so busy being concerned with thinking I'm right or, or thinking I know what someone else should be doing. So busy being caught up in the 
drama triangle that I don't know what I'm actually supposed to be feeling. Genuine, authentic feelings that are mine to feel. And another, t- another question, what am I not communicating that I need to communicate? What am I not communicating with the people around me and with myself that I need to communicate? What's my deeper truth that I need to first hear for myself and communicate to the person I love? First of all, how can I connect to the source within me first? How can I connect to my core worth, the life force, the soul source that source that runs through me first? That's just a brief overview view of the tools I use to really get in there when I'm feeling fear, shame, and resistance. And there are some antidotes to fear and shame, things that can ease the tightness, the bindingness of it, just enough to give some light and air, some cracks so we can start breathing into it and transmuting it. These are antidotes that we can give ourselves, grace that we can give to ourselves, number one. The imperfection, the reclaiming our right to be wrong, our right to not know, our right to be in process, to be learning, to not have to be getting it right all all the time. Perfectionism is absolutely a soul-sucking energy. So when we can reclaim our right to imperfection, our right to be in process, to be here, to be learning, that gives us a little more wiggle room, another grace, let go of having to be right. Growth and healing happens any time we would rather be softened than be right. Growth and healing happens any time we would rather be softened than be right. Continually being softened, continually going into the not knowing so we can know, sitting longer in the not knowing so the deeper knowing can arise. In the drama triangle, there's so much pressure to get it right, to know, to be the one who knows. So much shame when we don't know. So much shame when we fail. So much shame when we fall. When really falling is a natural process. Falling is a natural process, just like leaves fall from the trees in autumn to go to the ground to build new compost for new leaves to bud in the spring. It's a natural process. We're disconnected from these processes of nature, which means we're disconnected from our true nature, which is nature. Giving ourselves the grace to be the nature we are can really ease that fear and shame that binds us. Claiming our right to be unfinished, to be ever-evolving like nature, unfinished and moving like a river. A river is carried around each new bend to see what's there. A river is always moving, unfinished, and still beautiful in that process. Nature teaches us this reality about ourselves. It reflects the reality of process, of imperfection, and the necessity to pull back and burrow in, to go dark sometimes, to consistently continually renew ourselves, doing this work, reclaiming our right to process, our right to fall, our right to get it wrong, doing the inner work reconnects us with our true nature, the river of life, 
source that runs through our very veins and breath. It opens us up to a new landscape within us when we connect to this reality about ourselves, our true nature, and our worth that is inherent in that nature. It opens us up to a new landscape within, with ourselves and and in our relationships, our communities, and the world. This song I want to share today came during a time when I realized the only way to keep going and to keep growing was always to give away my truth to something bigger again and again. It's called How We Grow. And I'm sharing a recording of this song from when I wrote it, which was about 10, 9, 10 years ago now. So far in this podcast, I've been recording the songs live with the recording of the podcast. But for some reason, I've been trying for two months to figure out the chords to this song. I tried to figure out how I wrote this, where I put the capos on the guitar when I wrote this, and I cannot, for the life of me, figure it out. So I just decided we're going to have to go with the old recording, and maybe there's something in the energy of that that needs to be brought into the world now. So just a disclaimer, this isn't a live recording. It's a pre-recorded version from my living room when I still lived in Ogden, Utah, and it's coming to you now.
Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. It means so much to know you're out there, you're listening, and you care. If you'd like to support further, you can go to McCallErickson.com. Until next time, be well in soul.